You're listening to Into a Dream, the podcast brought to you by Milton Keynes Dance Theatre, where we will have exclusive interviews and behind-the-scenes access as we delve into this youth dance company's latest production, Sleeping Beauty. Hi, Fiona. Hi, Danny. Oh, guys, listeners, I'm so beyond excited for this episode. Last week, we, well, should I say last time that we had our a release of the podcast, we were meant to have a game master at the end of our episode, but unfortunately she's poorly. So I have brought her back to be my guest host for this episode. So Fiona, how are you feeling? How's life going? I'm feeling good. Life is busy. Yeah. It's busy. We're on the go. Because at time of recording, we have how many weeks until we're in the theatre for Sleeping Beauty? Two. Two. Three, two. two. I know. It's gone so quickly. Oh, girl. I, th- I think the realisation has just set in how little time we have. Yeah, processing, processing. <laughs> so, how's your Sleeping Beauty process been so far? I'm really proud of where we are right now. I think the production is coming together really nicely. And I'm really looking forward to the show week. And I've really enjoyed watching everyone's different parts and learning something that really... I haven't done before playing a part of a fairy is really exciting actually yeah I think what I've you know taken from this experience is if you work hard and you really push yourself to take on new things and it may seem daunting at first you can put together this really amazing thing for people to come and watch and the thing that I'm so proud of MKDT for is just seeing how everybody just helps each other out and has helped each other out over the weeks. Just people taking that on and being really, you know what, I'm just going to give it a go and see what happens. I, I really commend people for that. And well, I mean, what are you looking forward to in the in the coming weeks? Well, the last two weeks that we have. I know it's stereotypical, but getting it on the stage. Yes. Because I've seen pencil drawings little drafts of what the stage is meant to look like but I want to get in there I want to see it and I want to perform it in the setting that it's meant to be in and get an audience get an audience in how exciting every time I say this I can't wait to get into the theatre because of the atmosphere Mm. it's just so welcoming I don't know what it is about a theatre there's a a magical sense about it all where it's properly grounding actually it's quite grounding being there it's quite a safe place as well I feel the theatre because obviously a theatre is is made for artistic expression and really delving into people's creations and having that safe space to do that and I, I love coming with MKDT to the theatre there's we just see like the standard already like with people working hard in the studio mm. and it's just a different level in the theatre and when we do class on stage oh the class on stage it's a different vibe it's so good it's so good whether you've been with mkdt since 2020 2019 the coming into the theatre is still the same it's still the level of adrenaline it's still the excitement to do even class let alone perform on the stage it's so good definitely a landmark that i look forward to in my year that's that's another thing i mean as as we draw 
closer to the end of the process, I love nothing more than being able to reflect back to things that were said at the beginning about the process and what people hope to achieve. And, you know, listening to like episode one of Into a Dream and hearing what people were like, I hope I achieve this by this point and I hope I achieve this by that point. Oh, yes. And seeing just actually how many of those came to fruition and that people have achieved those things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just so encouraging and it's so wonderful to see. So in terms of reflection, I thought for the listeners... It would be a brilliant opportunity to take this, um, would you say, three-quarter point to give an opportunity to actually have our audience ask us a few questions about Sleeping Beauty or just MKDT in general or just dance in general. So, Fiona, are you ready to get into these questions? Oh, yes. Right, so question number one. Who inspires you to dance? The people who inspire me most to dance are the people around me. Sometimes I think it's really cool to have like professional idols and role models, but sometimes it's the people closest to you that have the most similar experiences and are the ones that are able to keep you going through times that you're dancing in. They are the ones that are there in person to share their kindness and motivation and progress you progress together as a group which is to me incredibly inspirational when I'm dancing I agree I think the people at MKDT and people who have encouraging spirit that keeps pushing you keeps saying you can do this it's something that is for everybody those are the people day in day out inspire me to dance it's such an inspirational environment because at the end of the day dance is for everyone and people that in encourage that I mean you have my heart 100% and you can almost say that on the flip side in the sense of the people who also inspire me to dance are the people who don't think that because in the same way I love to be able to be that person to turn around and say Oh, how wrong you are. Dancing is for everyone. And I'm going to prove that to you because I'm going to go tibbity tap my toes <laughs> and I'm going to make it possible. And I hope that, you know, that's a message that I really mm. preach on my soapbox yeah. every single time that I'm at MKDT. Anybody can do anything that they want to do. And you should be inspired by the people who say that you can do anything as long as you work hard and you try it. Those are the people who inspire me. And it brings us, actually, it's interesting that you brought up the concept of role models. Because somebody did ask, who is your dance hero or a role model? I can already start this off and I can already hear people who know me know exactly who (laughs) I'm going to say. (laughs) Stephen McRae. Now... Right. To explain for maybe people who aren't as ballet world centric, Stephen McRae is a Royal Opera House principal. He is the, I'd say, mainstream champion of resilience gets you far. And if anybody is looking to have like a hero or a role model, pick somebody who inspires the values that you want to preach. If you are somebody who believes that the dance world needs more diverse representation, pick people who fight for that. Inspire yourselves with those people who fight for that. If you're inspired by someone who's like, I'm going to focus strictly on the performance aspect of things, go for people who know a lot about that. Don't shy away from that. And and the thing is as well... Don't pick role models simply because other people have that role model. I don't have a singular role model. I am an incredibly indecisive person. <laughs> so <laughs> I I can never really single out one person and go, 
yes, that is who I want to follow, which I, I guess is also beneficial to have a range of people in your life who are all role models to you, as well as having your professional role models. And that's okay. And, and that's the thing as well. Like, you don't have to have one either. You can be your own dance hero. And, and this is something, actually. I saw it on TikTok the other week. There was a girl who posted her dance journey on there. And she even put it in the comments. I am not the most aesthetically pleasing dancer. I am not the most technically gifted person ever. But this is how far I've come so far. I've only been dancing for a couple of years. I started really late. And I just wanted to show my progress. And she was so powerful in the way in which that she talked about um, becoming your own idol and really fighting for yourself that's so important as well and to any of the listeners out there especially those who um, dance themselves or it, it could be applied to anything in life really including those in the mkdt company just remember that you have so much ability and so much power to do the things that you care about that yes absolutely have people that inspire you without inspiration you don't have art but also take the time as well to appreciate that you yourself cliche alert are a work of art and (laughs) you take time and you are to be appreciated for that oh yes and and I think that's something that we hold really true in as we were saying with you know the juniors hyping the seniors up it gets very difficult when you get older especially in, the, in, in an industry like this to get really hard on yourself and sometimes forget how far you've come and it, and it brings us really nicely to another question that another one of our listeners asked what's your favorite performance you've ever done my favorite performance is probably pandora i was able to play the role of athena and I don't think I've ever been that elegant before in my life. (laughs) It was groundbreaking. (laughs) It's the constant creativity and innovation for me because whatever obstacles the the staff at MKDT are faced with in their life, they bring new energy and always a new and creative choreography with them to MKDT. Whatever happens, they never seem to have a creative block. I'm always in awe of the new things that they come up with the styles and new little motifs that they come up with are so creative and I just that is a quality that I really really appreciate and admire the next one just seems to top the last every single time it seems to get better and better that's why I'm so excited to get Sleeping Beauty on stage in a way because there is one particular feature which I wouldn't say I'm worried about but (laughs) (laughs) curious of course you'll have to buy your tickets to see what I mean but there is one feature of the ballroom which I am incredibly excited to discover. I 100% agree with Fiona there when, you know, we're talking about the different creative elements of each of the shows. And I don't know, picking a favourite show is is quite a hard one because you, you love each and every show that you do for different reasons. Oh, yes. The change that I experienced from Makisha to Athena was quite, was quite a big jump, I'd say. And I'd say that Pandora is probably my favourite because in Romeo and Juliet, I did learn a lot of new things. And I got to work with Harry as a partner, like a little duo, which was so much fun. And then we got to constantly harass Danny as Killian, which, <laughs> what can I say, was great. It was so good. <laughs> that is the type of quality content that I am here for. But I feel as though Okushia was maybe more of my style Mm. than Athena was 
because I see myself as less of a ballet person and more of a contemporary modern girl Mm. and because there was a lot of there was quite a few sections with some floor work and things like that which I felt quite strong with in comparison to Athena which was I'd say much more technical so performing that on stage was quite something for me it's really hard to pick a favorite show or famous favorite well I guess there is one (laughs) but I love this performance for all of the wrong reasons (laughs) the performance that I loved doing the most was (laughs) and it's not even right there's there's an actual serious answer and then there is my this is this is a really weird one to love I can't let it slip away from me in year seven (laughs) we're really going back here yeah throwing it right Um, back we did a performance (laughs) of um it wasn't Romeo and Juliet. I can't even remember what it was. It was like a Shakespeare medley play. It was such a weird thing. Wow. But um, I ended up... A Shakespeare medley. And here's the real tea. I was Juliet. No, you were not. Yes, okay, that is the most unexpected... That is the most groundbreaking, unexpected part of this entire episode, that Danny was a female and... Like, the damsel in distress, if you will. That is crazy. (laughs) Something was distressed. It wasn't me. It was my dress. Because when when I was... So, basically, the way that it... Like, the stage was structured, it had very much like the MK venue, where there was two sets of stairs around the side, and then there was a stage... And uh, at one point, you know, Romeo is dead on the stage and I went running up and then I wasn't running anymore because I stacked it up the staircase. No, you didn't. Oh, I did. That must have been David's worst nightmare in Pandora. That must have been running through his head because David had to steal from Olympus and then run up the stairs of the theatre. So it was like not your finest hour. It has a special place in your heart. No, basically, <laughs> I, I I would say though MKDT is definitely a step up in the caliber of things that I would define <laughs> as my finest moment. But I'd say like on a ser- as my serious answer, I would say that my favorite performance I've ever done would definitely be. Oh, it's so hard for me because I love all of the. I love I love all the roles that I've played at MKDT. And I have a favourite reason for loving each show. It would definitely be an MKDT show because hand on heart, I'm my mum had this thing when I was growing up where she could always tell I was very connected to something if I cried when I had to leave it. Because and I know there's gonna be a few people listening to this, especially people like Owen and Jess that go, Is she serious when she's saying this? I'm not actually a cryy person. And eyebrows raised right now. <laughs> eyebrows directly raised. No, but in, in certain situations I'm you know I like to think I'm quite a stoic person. But, you know, when it when it comes to the end of an MKDT show, I am blubbering like a baby. And <laughs> I can honestly say I've never done that anywhere else. So I know that those performances for me have always been my favourite, but I've cried after every single one of them, so I can't tell you which one I love more. <laughs> like even in even in Peter Pan when I was simply an assistant, I was still 
sobbing like yeah whole body sobbing <laughs> it just has that connection with you i mean we've got that catharsis to look forward to in a couple of weeks get your tissues ready nice bit of emotional roller coaster before exams am i right <laughs> um, my my exams are start officially a week after show week and i have to say i'm going to be partying hard on that week because i know for the next couple of months my life is going to be dull and but then we have more MKDT opportunities after that. So then, yay, life is... <laughs> life is restored. It, it all comes full circle. Serotonin restored. Exactly. But, yeah, it may be difficult to finish the show off with a bang, but honestly, the Charleston is all worth all of the mm. strength that you have to pull yourself through. <laughs> it's such a party, and it's going to have so much more feeling behind it than just dancing through it at this point. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun, and it's going to be our last, like, hurrah... And it brings us on to a really interesting question. Like, you, you know, we, we can sit here all day and talk about what our favourite show has been or our favourite performance has been. But one of our listeners has asked, what show would you like to put on most? I mean, that's... Su- it's been There's been so many good questions. This one's very interesting because I, I don't know what show I would put on. Okay, with MKDT... I am so looking forward to the future. This time, we are repeating, well, after Sleeping Beauty, MKDT is repeating a show that has already taken place, wink. It is on the website. (laughs) So head over to the website to have a look. So head over to the website if you really want to see what's going on. But a new show. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, We make jokes about putting on an MKDT musical. We do. (laughs) What would that even entail? Would it be like... Um, we could have, no, like the, the MKDT musical would be like how the company started and it would all start in like a coffee shop setting oh, yes. and it would just be like Owen coming on in like a top hat and tails going, <laughs> <laughs> just, you've just got people playing Jess and Liv whilst he does like a whole, a bit like the greatest showman where he's like, oh. you know what scene I'm going on about yeah. where he's, he's at him in the bar going, you, you want to join our... <laughs> I wasn't born this morning. 80 will be just yes. fine. <laughs> <laughs> what performance I'd like to put on? See, I'm quite an English nerd. Mm-hmm. You're telling me. <laughs> and then I was studying poetry and Danny was like, move out the way. <laughs> Get me to that book. Let me have a look. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, the study breaks are real. <laughs> no, but I feel like if I had to put on a show, oh, it would be something like Othello would be my my go-to just because there's like really interesting relationship dynamics within that and i'm not talking about oh i love you no i hate you sort of relationships super strong villain Mm, yeah iago is like a dream villain to play i feel it's such a an emotionally draining character because it's just so complex in the way that the villainy works in that character. I don't know. I feel like Othello would be an interesting one. Like, I really enjoyed MKDT's interpretation of Greek mythology through Pandora. I thought that was a really, I thought that was a really good style. So it would be cool if um, mm. they took the Greek mythology route at some point. This leads us on into a different question from one of our listeners i think this next question is really interesting and i think it's rather relevant for both of us would you rather play a hero or a villain now i'm i think the listener can probably already guess my answer to this 
I do like playing the villain. I like scaring people. And being a villain's fun. It's just more to work with, I feel. Of course, that's not true. There's different things to work with when you're a hero. But it really, I mean, I'm I'm argumentative anyways. I, I sometimes argue that actually none of my villains are actually villains. They're just misunderstood heroes. But I don't think I can argue that with Carabas. Yeah, she has a tough childhood, but poisoning someone because they don't want to be your friend is a completely different issue. <laughs> Bit much, isn't it? Like she and you can see for yourselves if you <laughs> buy your tickets to come watch the show. Buy your tickets. Um, how just how dramatic Carabas is. I would answer a villain. I think, Ooh. and everyone's gonna be like, oh, okay, because. Let's face it, it's a bit of a personality conflict for me to suddenly become a villain. Not gonna lie. I don't think people would consider me as... Sweetest person at MKDT is playing a villain. Thank you. But in all honesty, I think it would be fun to not be who people perceive me as. And, well, as someone with, you know, blonde curly hair and, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's not very, like, stereotypical, oh, yeah, villain. It's usually, like, you know, delicate. But I wanna, yeah, I wanna get that gone. Um, I wanna, I wanna get back to the pin, the pinstripe trouser days of Macutia <laughs> as well. I, I love a trouser. Oh, there's nothing better. And a waistcoat. <laughs> I've been wearing a lot of skirts lately. Too many skirts. And we've literally worn one skirt and we've got no. <laughs> back to the trousers yeah. for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> villain. Here we come. Yeah. Bring forth the suspenders. I, I I draw a lot of comfort from villains mm. because I guess it is just a bit of an emotional outlet for me. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but playing a villain, as you say, it's such a contrast to how I believe I am in real life. Yeah. I like to believe I'm not an actual villain, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know, playing a villain is just cool. When I was younger, though, I like found myself being more drawn to... Like, the activities of mm. the villain in a story. So, the <laughs> the bit in Snow White is very specific. You know when um, the evil queen is in her underground lair creating her poisoned apple? I was... That always used to... Like, I had... That had my attention. Yeah! I was, <laughs> that bit was so exciting to me. I, I could either get a prince or... I could have cool magical powers. I'm sorry, sign me up. <laughs> sign me up to villainy. Give me magical powers, please. And the cool uh, dark coloured outfits. I, I think I'd love to play a villain. We had a question from one of our listeners who asked, who designs the costumes for the shows you guys create? We have a multitude of influences on this, this time round especially, because... Lots of the costumes are actually taken on by Miss Olivia Beckett, A-R-A-D. Woo! Uh, <laughs> um, Liv, her title is visual director, formerly. So she ties in the production design with costumes and she has created a lot of the looks that we are working with within this production. And then with the fairy outfits, there's an external designer who's responsible for the production of these costumes but with a bit of influence from Owen and Liv of what they want. And for Carabos, a final addition onto the costume team this time. My mother, <laughs> Mother Casey, <laughs> is taking on the role of producing the senior Carabos dress mm-hmm. and I have to say 
I've been the mannequin at the house where I've just been pinned into things and ruffles and all this glitz and glamour. And I have to say, if you want to come and see these spectacles of, of costumes, it's the it's the most rhinestone, glittery, gemstone production MKDT has ever put on. <laughs> As a person who hasn't seen this yet, I am so excited. And... <laughs> Well, despite what how Danny portrays being pinned into a costume and how it seems like she may not like it, I know you're loving it. I'm loving it. It's I'm thriving. It's it's making me feel very in 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 the character and and it's a further reason why Sleeping Beauty is not a show to miss because I can almost guarantee you this amount of glitz and glamour will not be returning for a, oh, no. a while. <laughs> will not be returning for a little while. No, no, no. It's one for the MKDT history books, I feel. But to finish this episode, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on, Fiona. Thank you so much for having me. And it has been an absolute pleasure to have everybody who's contributed to this episode through the questions on the Instagram. Thank you so much. It was so great to hear from all of you and it was so fun to answer your questions. I love the ep- I, I have to say these are some of my favourite episodes where I actually get to interact with not just the cast but the people that we're going to be performing to. It's incredible. It's, like, it's mm. incredible. Oh yes. It fills me with so much joy and I can't wait for the final episode next time of Into a Dream. So if you haven't already, please catch up on the last episodes of Into a Dream. And I hope you have enjoyed this episode as much as I have. And thank you to everyone at home for your continued support. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast to get notifications for all the latest episodes and get them downloaded straight to your phone. Yeah, we want to see you at the MKDT Instagram, which is at MK Dance Theatre. And you can find our TikTok with the same at, at MK Dance Theatre. We're developing that right now. Or you can reach out to my personal Instagram, xox.danny. That's three eyes with another X. God forbid I ever change that because all of these episodes will no longer make any sense. Let me know your thoughts. Was there any further questions that you would like me to answer? I can happily do that for you. And what are you looking forward to from MKDT? Let, let me know. What do you hope to see from Sleeping Beauty? Have you bought your tickets? That is what I want to know. Buy your tickets. It would be so cool to hear how people are supporting the company as well. It, you know, everything is available on the MKDT website. Also, on the MKDT website, if you are so interested to see some of the visuals from the last MKDT shows, not only are their previous MKDT recorded performances on there there is also performance prints now available so you can have a look at all of our lovely photos and there is so much more content on there as well for you to take a look at and really dive into what is i like to call the mkdt universe fiona is there anything that you would like to plug your instagram (laughs) my instagram is fiona.sc underscore and with that in mind remember buy your tickets we'll see you all soon at the theater and Keep your eyes peeled for the next episode, our final episode of the Into a Dream series. And in the meantime, bye! bye.